0: I can feel it there, watching me silently from the corner. I can't see it. I don't want to see it. But I know it's there. I feel it appear. A staticky feeling in my stomach quickly shooting through the rest of my body, nearly knocking me to the ground. I can feel it, walking around the downstairs, slowly coming nearer and nearer to me, sitting at the dining room table at 2 a.m., Trying to eat a muffin in peace. Seconds later, seconds seem to slow to hours once it's close. My eyes carefully fixed on the remains of the food in my hand. I have classes later, but the faceless in my room make sleeping a nightmare. So here I sit, staying awake to prevent them from attacking me while I sleep. Closer still it comes. The images of many limbed monsters straight out of sleep paralysis land start to form. I still wonder what happened to me that happened to that man spider that used to watch me on the stairs. Could something have crushed it? There have been more of them recently, as though the chaos of the physical world rattles them up like a rock dropped in a pond of fish. I can feel it just behind me now, the edge of a blank white form, sitting in the corner of my vision. I don't dare look, knowing already that I, that whatever I see will keep me from sleeping for the next week. The empty-sounding bellow it feels, it lets out feels almost sad, though I know better. The tapping starts again. It follows no rhythm, no pattern. It echoes in an empty, dark downstairs. It follows me everywhere, in my room here, from under the bed, at my mother's house, from the closet, and at the foot of my bed. I don't want to see what it makes it. I know it will, I will eventually. I don't dare move, and I don't dare speak. Minus the one exception that tore down the walls of my safe haven fort will never hurt me in any way other than give me a mini heart attacks. This however feels different than the gray screaming beings that I've learned to call shades. I can feel it waiting, watching me, studying me. I know it's just waiting ever so patiently for me to give in to the fear. I so carefully keep locked in the back of my mind and look at it. A tiny part of my brain cells for him, though I know asking for his help as he is here in vain. He's already busy with the idiots who almost got themselves killed. Too busy to help me save him, myself from being destroyed by another mar- monster. At least I'm alone this time. No. No one for them to take over and use to attack me, not like last time. What do you want, I dare to ask, the words come out tangled in a strange web of syllables that would be illegible to most. Leave me alone, I'm trying to eat. Keeping myself from wavering is is a difficult task, no matter how many times I force myself to do it. Are you trying to keep me in my room with the faceless? The thing from the last time send you? I hate the familiarity I feel. Memories of deep scratches and twisted grins writhing in my mind. Collapsed walls, the suffocating pressure of attempted possession weighing on my chest and neck. I can still hear it laughing, ordering me to just give it in from the body of a man I love over the strangled whimpers I managed to let out. The fear tightens my throat. No response. I can hear a rattle that I think might be breathing just next to my ear, stark white hands hovering in the edges of my vision. I want to curl up under the table to hide, but I know that won't do anything. Answer, I demand, barely keeping my voice from shaking. Just answer me already. Why are you here? What do you want from me this time? One hand clutches the iron chain around my neck, running over the heavy link slowly. It's comforting knowing that it's there. I force myself to stand slowly, washing the remains of my snack off my hands and starting the slow trek back upstairs. It stays close behind me. Close enough that I could see his hands in the corner of my vision. I don't dare look back, even as I turn the light to the kitchen off, then the light to the living room. My bare th- feet thud quietly on the hardwood floor, but it sounds like thunder in the long hallway to the staircase. My hand hovers over the switch for moments too long, a race engaged the moment to switch, the moment the switch is off can hear it scream as I dart to the side and up the stairs at full blast, nearly slamming in, slamming the door to my to my room, closed and diving into the blanket-covered tent at the foot of my bed. Carefully hitting covers are opened, the knife I kept so carefully stashed from my father, and a small tube of salt retrieved. The lights decorated, decorating the ceiling of a tiny tent flicker pounding and screeching echoing from the other side of the door. Shuffling from inside the room, faceless beings drag themselves to the edges of my safe haven. They hesitate at the cloth walls, hands pressed into them slowly. They and I wait for the blowback that usually occurs. But for once, it doesn't happen. I can hear the screeching outside stop. My eyes clenching, shut moments before I suspect a face peeks through the remaining holes. I know the time. I don't even have have to look to know it. I count the seconds, passing carefully, fearfully, knowing they might be the only thing keeping me safe tonight. I know I won't be sleeping tonight. I know... Though I prayed I was wrong, that it has returned. And I am its favorite snack. My husband was always very talkative, quite noisy as well. I left it very much though, so I didn't pay too much thought. If it started to bother me, I'd simply say, hold that tongue of yours. Not another word would be said. My husband, Cameron, always listened. He never questioned a word I said. That is, he didn't until our daughter Melanie was born. My husband was talkative, but never about himself. In some aspects, he was almost shy, and only ever really opened up to me. He loved me so much, but if he was around others, he always talked about them. I'm was better for anyone but himself. He always, he always put me up above him though. He always I'm very happy to have him all to myself. I didn't want to have a baby. I felt if I felt if it would tear myself apart. I thought she might get in the way. time he had ever asked for something, let alone demanded that his wish would be granted. I am a good wife. I'm kind, forgiving, generous even. I was frightened, so I agreed. I never wanted a baby, but that didn't mean I wasn't fair. I did make an effort, even if the child kicked and fought me. The husband is angry, if I ever could. he never used to get angry. One day, when the baby began to walk, I swore in front of the child and and it picked up on my language. My husband was infuriated and screamed at me unnecessarily for swearing at it for misbehaving. I was only trying to teach the baby a lesson, but I apologized anyway because I love my husband very much. My suspicions that it would come between us were confirmed when my husband slapped me. I was in, I was with it in the bathroom, and I was teaching the baby a lesson. My husband accused me of trying to drown it. I wasn't killing it. I was teaching it some manners, but he wouldn't listen to me. I know, I knew that he was starting to love me less and less. He was changing the man I knew and loved into a cold, spectacle man who trusted no one. I was distraught, but I am a good wife, and I love my husband very much, so I forgave him as a child, even though I was running low on patience. It came to a climax when it was eight and full of sarcasm and quick remarks. I told it to be very quiet, and it never listened. I grew tired of its voice quickly, so I taught it a lesson. It's not much quieter, but now my husband is angry at me once again. I was patient with him, I swear, but it didn't take his cruelty very long. I know it been good one, and I had enough time for so. He said I was a monster, and that he, he didn't love me anymore. I was in a closet here. I crumbled through the ground, and he searched for the knife I've been using. And he found it. he came, and pulled me to that to my feet, brandishing the blitzer tonight. me, he said, I'm leaving you forever. I can't stand to look at you. You're a monster. I've been patient with you for a long. I snapped. I was the one being patient. I screamed, hold. of their tongues lying on the kitchen counter and neither has dared to disrespect me again. I have rewarded my husband for returning to his old self by promising him he can do whatever he wants to meet. I am spread across the bed waiting for him to get back from the kitchen. He's coming in now and he gives off a gentle moan when he sees what I'm wearing or lack of what I am wearing. In that moment, I am glad that I'm such a good wife. And I think about how much I love my husband very much. He leans over me, tries to whisper into my ear, but having his tongue cut out, I struggle to pick out the s- disgusting sounds of his words. Even so, I can't help but think he said this. The thing I really want to do to you is to make you like me and Melanie. So, my love, hold that tongue of yours.